Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into Mondays with Matt. Thanks for tuning in to another podcast as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement. Matt, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing well, Mark. How are you this week? I'm living the dream. Any better? And I'd be Matthew Starkey. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're doing well. We've got a great show lined up for you. I'm actually going to bookend a couple of email questions because we didn't get a chance on our prior podcast to ask Annie's questions. So we're going to kick this show off with her email she had for you. Uh, So we're just going to go at it. Yeah, we're just going to dive right in this week on Mondays with Matt. So Annie sent in an email. She's in uh, Munger. Isn't that where the potato was? It at the potato festival? Yeah, yeah, Munger Potato Fest. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I, I thought it was, I thought that sounded familiar. Anyway, Annie's question is: Matt, most of my four hundred one k is invested in company stock. Is that bad? <laughs> That's a great question, Annie. Is it bad? Bad, bad, bad. Yeah, actually, uh, I don't recommend that frequently. I, I assume you're working for a larger company. The way that companies are set up, you know, can make a difference. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure which company you're working for or uh, if this is employee owned or anything like that. But typically, if it's just a publicly traded company and you're invested in company stock or you, you get gifts of stock, those are great benefits to have, number one. And hopefully the company is doing well and profitable. So, but if you have... Um, you know, if you have, what did she say? Did she have uh, a majority of her she, money? She in doesn't company say, stock? she just says most. So we don't really know what most is. Most but, of it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, if you have most of your money in company stock, a lot of times there, I run into people who feel loyal to their company. Okay. The company has paid your, your wages for your whole career. And you guys, you know, a lot of times they'll give you pretty decent dividends or returns on your stock. If you if they're doing well and you have a lot of stock, a lot of people don't like to get rid of that. But one of the dangers, I heard, a, and I may have, might have shared this on a podcast prior, but um, a, an advisor friend of mine, his, his dad was a pilot for um, United Airlines back before they filed bankruptcy. And uh, he had a great pension from United and also had all of his, all of his stock, all of his 401k, excuse me, was, was invested in company stock with United. Well, unforeseen to him, United filed bankruptcy and um, it was kind of a quick thing and he wasn't able to get rid of that company's stock and diversify the portfolio. So guess what happens when a company goes bankrupt and you own their stock? How much do you have? Right. That's right. Zero dollars. He had a million dollars in his 401k and it went to zero. So to avoid big things like that, Annie, you definitely want to diversify that, that investment. Don't keep most of your money in a in a one particular company stock, and let that be a lesson to anybody else who's invested just in one or two companies. You've got to be willing to say goodbye to the amount of money that's there, in the event that something bad happens to the company. Maybe the market changes. Maybe uh, there's a merger and acquisition. You know, we saw that recently with the Dow and Dupont merger. I have some clients that wanted to hang on to this Dow stock and. It was trading around $75 a share. Well, after the merger, it's like at $44 a share. So how do we get that money back out of there? $30 a share downside or a loss will impact their retirement goals if you're waiting for that price to to go up until you sell that. Could a bankruptcy happen? Absolutely. You know, we saw that with General Motors also. So 
Those people that own company stock in a 401k, let it be a small, small amount. If you've accumulated a lot and you're listening to this podcast today, definitely give us a call. And um, like I said, don't let it be such a big portion of your money that if the company goes belly up, you're going to be devastated. Yeah. You want to keep that company stock portion small. As time goes on, if you're if you're making profits, sell a little bit at a time. As they gift it to you, sell that money out and uh, diversify it in a mutual fund. Maybe that uh, owns that. Maybe the company stock is actually can be owned in one of the mutual funds as well. So if you like your company, great, but don't put all your eggs in one basket, or you might just end up crying down the road. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, you know, no matter you know, no matter how much you love your company, I mean, you can say Enron, you can say any number of things, and they may be a great company, Annie, but just be smart for yourself because even if even if you're on the board of directors, uh, even if you're in the boardroom and you're making you know major decisions, you still just never know when things are going to happen. And I think like any investment vehicle, you don't want to have too much of any one thing anyway. So you wouldn't have you know uh, hopefully you wouldn't have like most of your portfolio in precious metals let's say so you you know or whatever the case might be you wouldn't have most of your portfolio in real estate so just like any one thing you know have percentages and of course you can go through that with your retirement plan with somebody like Matt you can have a conversation about what's a good allocation for each of your different assets and asset classes and of course you can call him at 989-401-2949 all right Matt so let's talk about retirement in regret or retirement without regret I should say and that's actually a great email question for us to segue into it we all make decisions that we kind of look back on life and go man I wish I hadn't done that and that's part of life on today's show though we'll explore some things to do to hopefully avoid those regretful feelings in retirement. Maybe having too much in any one investment, like uh, like any situation, there could be one way to avoid that by not doing that. Not making any sudden decisions. That's another great place to do it. Uh, and I think I'll take this from the standpoint, Matt, of saying when you get close to retirement, hopefully you've got a retirement plan in place, you're working with an advisor, so you're not making sudden decisions, but the actual practice or the the problem of switching from working to retirement does come with some decision-making and uh, sometimes you can make fast and rash decisions that can get you in a little trouble or just make you kind of regret doing something. So take a little time, smell the roses, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's Frequently there's not a rush to get to retirement. Some people feel a little pressured or, or sometimes there might be some instant decisions you have to make if a company is, uh, has a buyout for you or, um, you know, you have to decide, you know, when to start, you know, lock in on a pension plan or something like that. But as you are nearing retirement, there's a lot of pressure sometimes to fill that void, if you will. Um, you've been going to your job every day. Now you're retired and all of a sudden you find yourself with nothing to do. So, what happens with a lot of people is they they like to go out and maybe they're thinking they want to start a new business or something just to keep busy. But I caution you to not necessarily look at exactly getting into that right off, right off the get-go when you're in retirement. Take a little time, maybe do some volunteer work or something like that. If you are missing the people or if you're missing the pace, um, don't jump into something new. Don't... Uh, a lot of times people with a little extra time on their hands will go out and, hey, maybe they're, maybe they're golfing a lot and they want to go and buy a golf cart or buy some new car or some kind of real estate. And so they take money out of their retirement accounts to do so. I mean, you really have to be careful. Make sure that it's a well thought out investment or a plan and definitely don't do it if you haven't consulted with a, your financial planner or advisor because sometimes 
you might get kind of rushed into making a bad decision. Or if you liquidate a lot of your money, let's say you want to go buy a new vehicle and you, you know, you're, you take out 30 or 40,000 out of your investments to do that. Well, I just want to have it paid off. Well, if you're making six or 8% on your, on your investment, or even if you're making more than that, 10, 12%, and you liquidate that to go buy a vehicle, that can inhibit your, your retirement plan down the road. So you got to really be careful as far as what you jump into. So I, I recommend that you kind of start that retirement slow. Don't make any huge decisions right off the get-go. Enjoy. If you're missing the pace, maybe do some volunteer work. Maybe right. Um, you know, maybe you want to get involved with your grandkids and read read at their school or something like that. You know, so give of your time and yourself, but be careful. Don't short yourself retirement money because of outlandish adventures. Yeah, no, I think that's a good idea. Definitely don't you know jump into anything you know too hastily, and that includes investments, uh, because as you get close to retirement, you know, Matt, as you know, people are going to you're going to get all sorts of people kind of sniffing around and starting to try to you'll be getting things in the mail and so on and so forth about different products and things that might be useful, and so don't jump into investments you don't understand. And I'll kind of you know be silly and say I'm looking at you, Bitcoin. So like if you hear some high you know profile thing where some everybody's talking about it or whatnot, you know, go ahead and have a conversation if you're interested with your advisor, but don't just jump into something without understanding it. That's actually a good point, Mark. A lot of people, again, you're going to have a little extra time. So you, you might be watching uh, some cable channels, cable TV and come across a commercial where, hey, you got to get your money out of the market now and go into safe, go into gold or, or buy Bitcoin. Yeah. You got to be careful. You know, there's a lot of advertising out there. There's a reason that it works. There's a reason that it's on TV because it does tend to, the more you watch or listen to media, sometimes you're, you're influenced by that. So yeah, don't jump into investments you don't understand. You know, have a talk, have a meeting with myself or another advisor if you're connected with somebody, but you definitely don't jump into investments that you don't understand. And um, also, you know, when you get involved, there's some retirement-based vehicles, you know, specifically annuities. But you got to be careful when you do something like that. Uh, if you're hearing a pitch, if it sounds too good to be true, probably is. You just got to remember that uh, usually when you get into a new investment, there's either a downside as well as the upside, or maybe you're tying up your money for a certain period and you cannot get access. So yeah. a good example of that might be, you know, don't put too much money of uh, in one vehicle, you know, real estate investment trusts. Well, it'll pay you 5 or 6% target, but what people frequently don't realize is that you can't get access to your money except when they offer to buy back. So you got to be careful. Definitely have a conversation with your advisor because uh, if you don't understand the investment fully, how it works, what the tax ramifications are when you take the money out, then you might find yourself... Uh, with a little light pocketbook. Yeah. And that's, you know, you, you kind of want to look at that and say, if you want to do things like that, make sure that's your speculative money. That's money you can afford to lose. You know, if you're one of those people who want to try a, a new hot, you know, stock or fad or something like that, just make sure you're being smart with that, that that's not money that's going to ultimately affect your overall retirement plan. And again, these are the ways to avoid, you know, having a retirement with regret. I guess the final piece really, we'll just kind of bring this around succinctly with one final piece is just work with a professional and have an actual plan. And that's really going to help you eliminate a lot of those places where regret can creep in. Absolutely. You know, when you, uh, Get your oil changed. You used to be able to change your oil by yourself. And, and now, <laughs> you know, um, there's so many different sensors and moving parts and, you know, the filters buried, you know, you can't 
you can't do a lot of that yourself or, or you can still try, but you might have a better chance of messing up than you do of actually getting the oil changed successfully <laughs> and not costing yourself more money. So I always say work with a professional. If there's things you don't understand, you know, topics like retirement, investing, and making sure that you're hitting the mark, you really have to be careful and take this call as a big warning sign that, you know, even if you want to do it yourself, have your plan double checked by an advisor. It makes sense to have somebody who's been there down the road hundreds and thousands of times with clients than you winging it and trying to do it all yourself. And your first time through, you make a mistake and you lose a hundred thousand. And I had that conversation with a client across the desk uh, about a month ago. And she said, you know, the reason I work with you is because I lost a hundred grand by myself. You know, I was wow, doing my yeah. own thing and I made the wrong move at just the right time and it cost her six figures of her retirement. So you've got to be careful and have a plan. Definitely there's so many moving parts. Um, like I said, there's cash flow assessments that you need to make. There's pension and social security decisions. And once you elect those, you're locked in. So you, you really need to have a plan and um, work with a professional, work with an advisor, somebody that you can bounce ideas off. And we really like to know all about your life and what drives you. It's not just about the money because the money is what gets you to walk through retirement successfully, walk through happy and feeling safe and feeling secure. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, I agree with you. Work with a professional and have a plan. Absolutely. And that's uh, that's really going to kind of do it for our retirement regret section here to avoid having some regret in retirement just do a couple of these simple things very easy to do the great thing about a podcast is you can pause you can rewind you can go back and listen to it later on if there was something you that piqued your interest and you want to talk more about it or think more about it for your own situation and anytime you have questions or need some help always reach out to a professional like matt that's one of the reasons we do the podcast here so call him at 989-401-2949 he'll get you on the counter to come in for a consultation at 989-401-2949. And as always, go to GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That is GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Click on the webpage there. Check out Matt and all the resources he has on his website. You can also go to the podcast page, which you can find uh, when you hit the menu there. You can find the podcast blog and podcast. And you can listen to past episodes. You can subscribe to the show all those kinds of good things. So we'll finish off Mondays with Matt with that other email question. It's from Beth, and Beth is in Taos and says, uh, Matt, my IRA seems like it's bouncing up and down all the time. The roller coaster is driving me nuts. Does that mean that it's time for me to get out of the market and invest in a different way if I can't stand the action? Yeah, Beth, um, very good question. <laughs> it drives me crazy, too. Yeah, the, the market going up and down. I mean, we see a lot more volatility in the last in the last couple of years, it seems like. But what you need to remember is that prices are going to fluctuate. New information causes price changes in the market. So the market is random and not predictable. And if you can't handle randomness and unpredictability, knowing that in the next 10 years, you know, in the next 20 years, we know what the market has historically done. It's never gone down and failed to come back. But if that short-term volatility makes you lose sleep, drives you crazy, you can't stand it, you either need to stop listening to the news, which is hard to do, or stop watching it. Or yeah, it might be time to get a little more conservative, get out of the market entirely. Um, some people actually do that, but you, you need to have enough assets that you can survive with inflation. 
if you're going to do that. But definitely there might be a different way to invest. Maybe we put more of your money under a fixed income producing portfolio and less money in equities. And uh, if it's bothering you, yeah, definitely time to address it because if you don't have peace of mind, it's really not worth living. I, you got to have peace of mind living your life and to be able to enjoy it. And if you're constantly worried and stressed out, that can actually cause you to have health problems. So definitely give us a call. We'll help you address that crazy roller coaster activity. Yeah, you know, and I, I think Beth, at least kudos to you for acknowledging the fact that it's driving you nuts and it's, you know, it's weighing on your mind and all that kind of stuff. And to Matt's point, you know, you do have to outpace inflation. So there's sometimes, you know, some people do get completely out. Some people you know, you need to stay in there to outpace inflation. At the time of this podcast taping, we're actually creeping right back up to 27,000 on the Dow. It's up about one and a half percent today. Uh, whereas just earlier this week, it was sliding every day, the opposite direction. And it's gained quite a bit of ground just this particular week in October. So I uh, certainly understand your concerns that it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. I think I made this comment once before on the podcast. To me, this current market of the last couple of years, it's almost like watching a Rocky movie and it's like it's Rocky Balboa. It gets beat down. You think it's about ready to stay down for the count and it comes back again. And we just can't seem to figure out what this particular market's doing. It's been pretty crazy. And I think the volatility is only going to continue through the next election. So, I mean, at least in in this crazy volatility. So I think you're in for at least another year. Wouldn't you say, Matt? Absolutely. Um, You know, we're we're dealing with impeachment inquiries going on right now. And, uh, you know, that it's always something short term really affects really affects things and then you got an election year next year so you know i'm i'm not a predictor of markets but my gut feeling tells me that things are going to be a little volatile for the next you know for the next 12 months or or better so you yeah. you, you probably ought to lock in and and uh address this situation you know and yeah. uh, i'm not saying get out and sit on the side because a lot of times as mark's saying i mean i'm just looking at my ticker here and yeah the market's up 400 points today so yeah who can guess that I mean, who can guess that? And that's since, you know, we're, we're doing this and the market's only been open an hour. So right. it'll end up by the end of the day. But the only, the only thing that you need to know is if you have a strategy for investing in place and you have a fully diversified mix, you know, hang on. But yeah, but yeah if the volatility <laughs> is really bothering you, it's going to be probably that way for the next 12 to 14 months yeah. until we have certainty as to who's, who's going to be the next president. I mean, it doesn't matter. In the long range of the market, no, the presidents change every four years or eight years and uh, the markets still grow. Equities are still equities and companies are still the best place to, you know, they're the best wealth creation tool known to man. So you, you need to invest in the market and just how much in the market, you know, that's different that's for every individual. Yep. So yep, give us a call. We'll do a quick analysis for you and help you to sleep at night. All right. Well, there you go. Well, thanks so much for your time here on Mondays with Matt. We appreciate you tuning into the podcast. Again, go check him out at his website, greatlakesretirementsolutions.com slash podcasts. That'll take you right to the podcast page. Of course, you can also just check out Matt at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com or call 989-401-2949. Matt, have a great one. I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Take care. Thank you, Mark. Absolutely. You we'll we'll take see. Take care as well. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll see you soon on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.